Yes, so let's go um, into what I'm going to share. I'm going to share about um, the power of God, the power of God. And um, we'll take a a leaf from Daddy's page last week. He gave us a revelation into um, the greatest power of all time, the power of the resurrection. And that is the power that is available to us. And that is the power that distinguished Jesus' ministry while he was on earth, and that is what will distinguish our ministry. Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that Jesus was a man of God approved by signs and wonders. Amen. So um, the Messianic ministry was such that, you know, after um, 430 years of prophetic barrenness, the, the space between Malachi and Matthew, with the coming of the Lord Jesus, we know, in fact, coming of John the Baptist was about 430 years. I don't uh, believe in coincidence, but uh, you look at the time between Abraham and Moses, 430 years. The time between the last prophet and the coming of Jesus, 430 years. I'm sure God is up to something. Amen. So after that long and prolonged silence, if there was going to be another major move, then it has to be worthwhile. Amen. So, God had already told um, the people through um, Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18 that God was going to raise a prophet like myself from among you, and him shall you hear. Okay? So, once Jesus was approved of God, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And um, later he said, hear ye him. Then this Messiah that was coming upon the scene, he, he, he had to be a man of great power and great manifestations. So, you realize that whatever Moses did, Jesus had to go beyond. Moses, by the grace of God, fed the people with manna for um, uh, 40 years. You know, Jesus fed people um, on two occasions with just five loaves and two fishes. So he had to replicate that um, mosaic um, miracle. And that is why when he did that, the people knew that, no, this is the sign of the Messiah. And then the second thing that Jesus did to show that uh, he was the prophet that he had waited for for that long was, you know, Moses divided the sea. He couldn't walk over the sea, but Jesus walked on the sea. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus didn't need the sea to be parted for him to go through. He was demonstrating that he was that man that God has sent to take Israel to the next level. Amen. So we, we have to know that the greater than Moses is with us. Praise God. And he, he, in that instance, he demonstrated his power over nature. He demonstrated his power over disease. We know that through all the miracles he did. He demonstrated his power over death. He raised so many dead people. And the, the final act or the final miracle that demonstrated his authority over death was when someone had been dead for four days and uh, rigor mortis had set in everything. The person had started decaying and for people to really know that this was the man sent of God, he was able to not even lay hands on Lazarus, just by one word, he was able to bring this man back from the dead to show that the son of man has dominion over death based on the resurrection power. Amen. And that we see his authority over men. Jesus will be walking and uh, you know Matthew was not just a tax collector, he was a tax farmer. He had so many tax collectors and he was a chief uh, custom officer in, in, the, in that region. And Jesus just passed by his booth. He, he, he was like, he was going to pay his tax. Then he just looked at him and said, follow me. 
And Bible says immediately, Matthew left everything and followed him. Jesus was demonstrating the power that, the dominion that he had over men. Amen. And then he demonstrated his dominion over the law. He said the son of man was the Lord of the Sabbath. And I used to think that why would Jesus want to defy um, the, the Sabbath so much that almost all the miracles he did, he did on the Sabbath. Until I realized through scripture that the sign of the Mosaic covenant was the Sabbath. The sign of the Abrahamic covenant was what? Circumcision. The sign of the Noahic covenant was what? Rainbow. The sign of the Davidic covenant was what? A physical air on the throne. The sign of the Mosaic covenant was the Sabbath. So for the Messiah to show that he was a greater than Moses, he had to be able to be Lord over the Sabbath. That is why he did most of his miracles on the Sabbath. Amen. And said, so this one was done so that you know that the Son of Man also has what? Power over the Sabbath. May Jesus demonstrate in your life that he has dominion over everything that you are grappling with. Amen. Oh, amen. Jesus is Lord over everything. And he demonstrated his power over the supernatural, forgiveness of sins. In one instance, he, he saw a cripple. He could have told him, rise up. He said, your sins are forgiven you. He said, who is this man who is blaspheming? They said, no, which one is easier? Rise up and walk or your sins are forgiven you. He said that your sins are forgiven you is, is, is more difficult. But for me to show you that God has given me the power over sin, I'll, I'll show you. So after he said your sins are forgiven, he said, son, rise up. And the man walked. So he showed his dominion through the power of God over all these things that we've talked about. And in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, Peter was recounting this glorious three and a half year ministry. And he said that the whole summary of that ministry or that season was what? How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all. In fact, he didn't say healing some, healing all. Jesus was having 100% results all the time. And I declare unto you that even as you come into a place of understanding this mystery of the resurrection power, you are going to have 100% results all the time. Amen. Oh, amen. Because the seasons demand it. And when Jesus left the scene, it didn't end. So he handed the baton over to the Paul and the Peters. And we read from Galatians chapter 2 verse 7 and 8. Let's look at it. Galatians chapter 2 verse 7 and 8. I'm talking about the power of God. People of God, we, we have come into a dispensation. Let's receive our mommy with a round of applause. Mommy, welcome. Amen. He said, but contrary wise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter, verse 8, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. Hallelujah. So he's acknowledging that the, the, the amazing things he did, the churches he planted, and, and that he always says that, uh, what denominations couldn't do in 500 years, Paul just did in a few uh, decades, if not years. Because there was a, a power that was effectual in its working through his life. And Bible says that God did special miracles by the hands of Paul. And God also did special miracles by the hands of Peter. And it was all based on what? On this awesome power of the Holy Ghost that was at work in their lives and their ministry and should also be in our ministry. Say Amen. 
And you, you look at those two, they were exceptional, but all the other apostles were also exceptional because we are told in uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 32 and 33, that with great power, they gave witness of the resurrection. Look at that. With great power, they gave witness of the resurrection. People of God, we cannot give witness of resurrection and there's nothing backing us. It will be a mockery. That you are talking about resurrection and there is nothing of note to talk about. You are saying that you are born from the dead. We are born again. When you say you are born again, you are born from the dead. So if you have conquered death and nothing is showing that you have conquered death, then that kind of conquering of death is questionable. But we thank God that it is not questionable. Hallelujah. So the apostles had to be set apart through mighty manifestations by the power of God, even as they gave witness of the, the resurrection. And I want us to read another scripture. Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. People of God, the, the preaching of the full gospel has to be backed by signs and wonders and miracles. I want us to read from verse 17 downwards. Okay, verse 16 downwards. He said, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. I have therefore... I have therefore whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. For I would not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me or has not worked by me to make the Gentiles obedient by what? Word and deed. Say by word and deed. To make the Gentiles obedient, we need not just the word but the deeds. Amen. Miraculous deeds. And Paul was giving us a key to the results that he had that if he was going to make um, the Gentiles obedient, it had to be by word and deed. And for the avoidance of that, let, let's add verse 19. He says that what? True mighty signs and wonders. By what? Jesus said, if you see the son of man casting out devils by the finger of God, then you know that the kingdom has come. Okay? So he said these words and deeds are going to be, these deeds are going to be what? Mighty signs and wonders by what? The power of the Spirit of God. Amen. So that from Jerusalem, round about unto Elyricum. Elyricum, if you check Bible maps, if Jerusalem is to your um, southeast, um, Elyricum will be to your extreme northwest, almost in Europe. So he was saying that, the success of his first missionary journey, second missionary journey, third missionary journey, and not just going about sharing empty words, doing mighty exploits in all that, all that region, the man conquered three co- continents. That was because of what? The power of the Spirit of God. People of God, by the power of the Spirit of God, you do exploits. I said, by the power of the Spirit of God, you do exploits. Hallelujah. So he was all over the place and he was doing mighty, mighty ministry. And, and he said that, I have, look at the second part. I have what? Fully preached the gospel. So you see that there, there are two thoughts here. Fully preaching the gospel was what? The Acts 1-8 mandate going all over the world, everywhere. So Billy Graham says what? All the gospel everywhere. Excellent. So that's one aspect of what? Fully preaching the gospel. The other aspect of fully preaching the gospel is backing the gospel with what? The power of God. Amen. And that is what we stand for in this church. So our OCE mandate of 
fully preaching the gospel everywhere cannot be without what? The backing of what? The power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that that is what each of us would desire to walk in. Amen. And that's why I believe that God is talking to us about the power gift and the uh, miracle gift and then the healing gifts. Praise God. So making people obedient is not just by words. It has to be by manifestations. So he was, let's look at verse 29. He said something. And I always say that when you read the book of Romans, Paul had never been to Rome before. He went to Rome in about 62 AD. He had never been there. So when he was going, he had to prepare them that I am coming with something. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he had, to, he had to announce to them that I am sure that when I'm coming, I'm coming to impart unto you some spiritual gift. Look at what he said here. I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the what? Fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. You see that? The fullness of, I am sure. People of God, we have to come to a place where we are sure. That when you show up, things will change. You are sure that when you rise, there will be a change. That is where God is bringing us. That is where God is taking you. Amen. This man was sure of his ministry and was sure of the demonstration because of the Holy Spirit. Because he knows what his power was in. He said, I know whom I believe and I am sure that he's able to keep whatever I commit to him. Praise the Lord. We, we have to be sure because the power of the Holy Ghost, it is sure. You know that once the Holy Ghost appears in a place, everything will bow. Because he's Lord. Amen. I have been studying about the, the attributes of God because daddy has been mentioned a lot of times. The names and then the attributes of God. And I realized that the, the three basic names of God, even in the Old Testament, Elohim, Adonai, and then Yudhevahe, um, all talk about God's omnipotence. Amen. God's lordship. How he's in charge. That nothing can go amiss. Amen. That even if things go beyond, above, outside his scope, he's able to still subdue them to conform to his will. Amen. And that is what the power of the Holy Ghost does. And that is what the resurrection of Christ did. So that God will be able to communicate. We, we call some things the incommunicable attributes of God and the communicable attributes of God. The communicable attributes of God are the ones he can share or impart or we can participate in. Amen. And I know many theologians tell us that the omnipotence of God is part of his incommunicable um, um, attributes. I agree, maybe 50%. But if God could cause men to walk in this kind of power that someone working oblivious to him, just wiping his sweat, can, that handkerchief can be used to heal people. Then I believe that a, a, a big chunk of God's power is communicable. Amen. Oh, oh are you following? So God, God wants us to share in something. And he said that, I am coming in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel because he knew that what? The, the, the gospel that he's preaching, it is based on some power that is provable. Amen. Oh, amen. And you look at all the deacons and the bishops as well. So I've talked about the apostles. I've talked about Jesus. You look at the deacons and the bishops and um, daddy explained it beautifully at that time that we, we are supposed to minister by the spirit, minister the spirit in whichever office you are. 
singing, giving, whatever it is, administration of the spirit. But Bible clearly and specifically sets apart or distinguish the, the ministers of God or the deacons of God or the bishops who were demonstrating power. He set them aside. You look at Stephen and Philip, then they are of note among the seven. Amen. In the Old Testament, there were two categories of prophets who of note. Either your prophetic grace or your, your prophetic words were so accurate that they don't fall to the ground, they come to pass ditto ditto, or it should be backed by miracles. So John the Baptist was in the first category. He said he did no miracles, but everything he said about this man is true. That's a gift of prophecy. Everything you say is true or it will come to pass. And that one is also a, a, a power gift. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's not empty words. And then the second category were those whose ministries, prophetic ministry was backed by miracles. Moses, Elijah, Elisha. That's why they were, they were set apart. On the Mount of Transfiguration was a gathering of power men. Elijah was there. Moses was there. Jesus was there. And then the future power men too were there. <laughs> Peter was there. John was there. Hallelujah. People of God, power will distinguish us. Power will distinguish us. That's why God gave it to us. Amen. And tonight I'm not saying anything new. I'm just trying to let you know why it is very, very important that you walk in the power of God. Amen. Oh, amen. And interestingly, after the rapture, we know the Holy Spirit will, will be taken away with the church. Okay? Of course, his only presence will be here, but his manifest presence will be here. When he is gone and when we are gone, Bible talks about some two witnesses in the book of Revelation 11 who are going to replicate the miracles, the mighty miracles I'm talking about. Is that they have the power to, if, if, if you challenge their word, I, I wish I was, I was there to see. If, if you challenge their word, fire can come down from the preacher's mouth and devour you. <laughs> and that is what? Elijah's grace. And then they had the power to shut down the heaven. That's why some people believe it's Elijah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to believe it. And then all those manifestations, God, God will still leave his power or the witness of his power just in case someone will believe. So men will not believe their testimony, but men, some men will believe when they see that power. And then the last miracle they replicate is the resurrection, what we have. After their testimony, the Bible said that the Antichrist will kill them. And their bodies will not be buried. So three and a half, three and a half days, they will be lying in the street. And if you were wondering how that would be possible for all eyes to see them, he said eyes, all eyes will see them and people will be jubilating. Then you know that in our dispensation it's very possible. Because now something happens in Lebanon and then in five minutes' time, it is on your WhatsApp group. So everybody will see them. They will have, people will have the videos. And they'll be rejoicing, oh, these men have been killed. And right before everybody's eye, breaking news, the people were killed, they, 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 they will rise, and they will be ascending. And then people will repent. But of course, there are some people who can't repent, so they won't repent. But the bottom line is that people, I just want to show you something, that these, these men will end their testimony with the resurrection. We are beginning our testimony with the resurrection. So what seems to be impossible to us is actually very easy. Amen. 
And in my study of the book of Acts, I've realized that you know that Bible says that in Acts chapter um, 8, when Philip went to Samaria, he was healing the paralytic, he was healing the lame and then some of the blind. And yet, when he came to the miracle of what? Laying hands on people for them to receive the Holy Ghost, he had to call for the apostles. He had to call for Peter and John. Interesting. And that is what we do with ease. <laughs> that is what we do with ease. Pray for people to receive the Holy Ghost. We do it with ease. So what the, the, the deacons were, 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 were doing that we covet, and what they couldn't do that they reserved for the apostles, interesting, the other has been re- reversed. <laughs> that should tell you that people of God, we have not come to an appreciation of what we contain. Or we have not been taught what we have. That you are more powerful than you think. Tell yourself, I'm more powerful than I think. Hallelujah. I've come to realize this few times that I am more stronger than I thought. You see, sometimes God trusts us more than we trust ourselves. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, God is counting on you. That is why he gave you the same resurrection experience he gave Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's why he gave that same spirit is also operational in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that is the evidence of the faith. And it will be in the church age and when the church is raptured, the power will still be here. Because the Bible says that the Greeks look for wisdom, but the Jews, they look for signs or power. I was listening to one of Ravi's videos and I was mesmerized by his wisdom. How this man could answer questions. He will make the, the unbelievers and the atheists, you, you see that he has won the argument. I say, God, I want that kind of convincing grace. <laughs> but we, we don't just need the ravis and then the Spurgeon. It is said that Spurgeon was the prince of preachers. If you heard Spurgeon preach, and you are not convicted, then nothing will convict you. Spurgeon was so convinced convincing and eloquent. We have that kind of, the wisdom of God. This is an, another manifestation. I admire T.D. Jake so much. He can, he can preach a sermon. Jesus wept. My God. He'll be preaching for two and a half hours. Jesus wept. <laughs> In 30 minutes, I'll have to make so many scripture references. But this man can preach. Jesus wept for two and a half hours. And convicts will be giving their life to Christ. It's a demonstration of the wisdom of God. But people of God, we also need the power of God. Hallelujah. That is why the Catherine Coleman's and the Asa Alonzo Allen's and the R.W. Shambach's and the Benny Hins and then you can put your name there. And the Idaho says also come in. Hallelujah. The Idaho says cannot, they cannot give you wisdom, reveal, exegesis, exegesis, nasigesis, all those things is good. But Sometimes we need raw power. Say raw power. Oh, hallelujah. I think if, if Archbishop was alive uh, three days ago, 11th September, he would have been 82. And I'm sure God is telling us about power because we, we have to walk in those mantles. Hallelujah. And as I said, it's available. Amen. It's available. It's available in the body. It is available in our dispensation and God wants to use it. So I was telling God, God, I need both the wisdom and then the power. Amen. And I'll end my message with five prayer points that I, 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 in, the, in the global prayer command I was praying. 
is that we should, we should ask the Holy Ghost something. The Holy Ghost gave me five points. Uh, I may share with you. Amen. But, but I said, God, I told God I need both. Amen. Because we need it for our age, which is characterized by demonic unbelief and skepticism. Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 that in the last days, perilous times will come. And look at all the signs there. That is what we are in. And one of the, the things there said that they will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power. Everybody wants goodness, morality, yeah. virtue without power. Yeah. And like that, he says, we cannot separate the, the, the gift of the spirit from the fruit. It's not possible. It's all from him. So, we cannot go outside the power of the Holy Spirit for that godliness. No. The godliness should be pushed by that power. Amen. The power of, over sin is still the power of resurrection. The power over nature, the power over aging is still the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The power over laws is still the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you getting it? So, he's the basis for everything. That's why Paul understood this and said that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Faith is in the spirit. Faith is the spirit. Are you getting it? So, because we are in a day and age where there is this kind of demonic unbelief, we are just trying every way possible to deny the existence of God and the move of God. Everything we want an excuse for. If Jesus should manifest one, oh, no, no. no. This one is artificial intelligence. <laughs> if you turn water into wine now, say, oh, no, no, no. The chemist will find an explanation. I know it is fascinating that, you know, in the rapture, right now, there are about 2.5 billion Christians, nominal and all of us, okay? So let's assume that one billion are actual, actually born again. That is one in seven people. And in the rapture, me, I, I, I'm believing that every Christian will live, will, will, will join the Lord. Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm revising my theology. I'll, I'll, teach, I'll teach you. Okay, so let's say God will rapture all Christians. No one will be left behind. When you go to every house, one person will be lost. But do you know that they will find an explanation for those who remain? Why we are gone? <laughs> I'm sure they'll, they'll say, oh, yeah. some alien ship has come and, and those who are left, we are rather the ones who, yeah. who are in trouble. But they, they, are, they are cool. And I'm sure people will believe it. Because the spirit of the age is such that they want to deny God. So they want to give you every available evidence as to why you shouldn't believe. And this was the spirit of the Pharisees. Hey, Jesus did everything. Do you know that at one point, God spoke from heaven. They said, oh, it was thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus did everything. I thought Jesus didn't give them proof. He said, God, show us, Jesus, show us a sign. He showed them signs. He said, the last sign I will show you is the sign of Jonah. Do you know the sign of Jonah? Resurrection. And yet, when the resurrection happened, they... It's interesting that the disciples themselves, they didn't believe that Jesus would rise. But after killing him, the Pharisees went to Pilate and said, that, this man, remember that when he was, he said he rise. So let us go and secure the, the tomb so that he won't say that. He, yeah. And they, they rose and soldiers, skeptical Roman soldiers, 
came and told them that this is what happened. Do you know what they did? They gave them money and that is the spirit of our age. That's why I was saying that some people, no matter what they, 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 they are doomed for failure. But if we are in that kind of age, people of God, that's why we need to walk in the power of God. That kind of demonic skepticism. That's what Jesus, Jesus looked at his disciples and said, beware of the living of the Pharisees. Do you know living? Yeast. Saccharomyces. <laughs> we have to bully you with some of the terms. <laughs> A little living Leaving the whole lamp. People, that's why you shouldn't entertain unbelief. A couple of years, Reverend Dean Brown, one of the sons of Kenneth Higgins, came to teach us unbelief. And I'll, I'll teach you about unbelief. That's, that's the only thing that is left. Because, because it, 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 it is so demonic. You, you want to deny God's existence, deny God's move. And that is the thing that gives the Holy Ghost the most. He said, beware of the living of the Pharisees. Jesus was telling his disciples that if anything will stop in your ministry, it is that kind of unbelief. And it is like Dr. Thomas, it's contagious. You see how we've all become lecturers now? Now, now we, 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 I, I love doctrine. Don't get me wrong. And I, I'll, I'll teach you doc, sound doctrine. I try to be sound in doctrine. But, but, but do you know that even 1 Corinthians 2, now it has become a subject of contention. That when Jesus was, he was talking about demonstration of the power, he was not talking about miracles. He was talking, they will, they will give you so many meanings. Just to explain our unbelief and our lack of power. Why we've all become lecturers. Now we can, we can teach you all the versions and everything. And yet when it comes to practical demonstration... May God deliver this generation. Yeah, that, that is the age. The spirit of atheism and deism. Atheism says there is no God. Agnosticism says, oh, we, we don't know whether there is a God. So we don't know. Deism says, oh, yes, we acknowledge there is a God. But he's not in, in the affairs of men again. He has left the earth to run on principles. So you see, a lot of men of God are now talking about principles. But people of God, the power is the basis. The principles without the power is as useless as anything that you know. Amen. So he said, beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Sadducees actually denied any spirit. They said there are no angels, there is no heaven, there is no... But the Pharisees will see evidence of the spirit and they will deny or they will explain it away. May God deliver us from that spirit. Amen. So, oh, this is the law. This is how we know it is. This is how we know it moves. So we cannot accept anything else. And with that kind of attitude, people of God, if you have that kind of attitude, God cannot help you. He said, in the wilderness, they tempted me and saw my works, and still they didn't believe. He said, I swore. God, God swore only two times in the Bible. Three. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten you. He said, I have sworn that you will be a priest forever after you, with an oath you, after the order of Melchizedek. Because Jesus didn't have any legal right to be a priest. So God had to use his authority to make Jesus a priest to confirm his uh, Melchizedek uh, priesthood. The second one was when God was so pleased with Abraham that I said, I swear 
in blessing, I'll bless you. In multiplying, I'll multiply. He was so pleased with what Abraham was able to do for him. The third time God swore, he was angry. He said, hey, because you have said this, I swear all of you die in this wilderness. You die. Because I I said, as human as we are, you know that you may be a liar, but when you are caught red-handed lying, and then you are called a liar, you don't like it. When people don't trust you, you don't like it. How much more a truthful God who doesn't lie? When you, that's why I said, when, if we say we have no sin, then we deceive ourselves, we make him a liar. God will defend himself. So if God said, this is my power, this is what I'm doing, and you say that, no, I can't believe, then God will defend himself. Amen. So, the, the living of the Pharisees, the, the, the demonic unbelief, and, and we should be able to silence it, people of God. We should be able to, because he has the potential to, 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 to corrupt everything. That's why Jesus had to drive out the crowd in Jairus' house when they were mocking spiritual things. I can't stand people who mock spiritual things. No. I can stand everybody, but no. Especially a believer who wants to mock spiritual No, you are not my friend. Because it's contagious. Amen. It's contagious. And Joshua and Caleb silenced the people because in an atmosphere of unbelief, God can move. When Jesus went to Nazareth, he said he cannot do any mighty work. And how did he counter it? He taught them. Amen. So that's why we are teaching the way we are teaching. So that you know that what you have, the power of God, it is all you need. Amen. So someone says, stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. When the aircraft was being manufactured, of course, this is a joke. It was actually before God. God called a meeting of all the races, asking them what they would do. When they got to the white one, the white man said, oh, I will build an aircraft. You know, the traffic situation and all that. So I'll build, let's see, a 250-seater um, structure, which will be able to carry people in the air, and it will be able to get to destinations in five, six hours, something that a car cannot do, something that a ship cannot do. God said, what a brilliant idea. Then we turned to the black man. I'm sure he was from my people. He said, hey. <laughs> With all apologies. <laughs> but, but that is it. The skeptic will see the problem first. But interestingly... Planes are the safest way of traveling. Is it not interesting? Oh, is it not interesting? There are more Okada accidents, more motor accidents, more train accidents, more car accidents than plane crash. But the skeptic wants to believe that, hey, this thing, no. No. And that is the same thing about people who are spiritually skeptics. They'll give you all the reasons... All the failed things. And they'll deny all the evidence. But I pray that that will not be our story. Amen. So even in our world, Satanists themselves, they, 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 they are going for power. Why do you think the, 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 the Babylonians and the Egyptians, their, their civilization stood the test of, it stood for a long? It was because of the sorcery. It was backed by a demonic power. So even in the satanic realm, they believe 
in something being maintained by power. I, I work in a very hostile field, and I've come to realize that, you know, it's not even how good your product is. It's not how much money you have. If, if someone wants to, to sabotage your brand, it, it's very small. It's very, it's very easy. So something should back you. Something has to back you. Amen. You can be pushing all your products out, the money may not be coming. You can be doing all the adverts, your products will still not be flying. It takes the power of God. Amen. It takes the power of God to thrive. It takes the power of God to survive. It takes the power of God to do well. Amen. And that's why David was surprised that Saul was anointed and still died the way he died. You will not die before your time. I said you will not die before your time. Hallelujah. So we should not rather be, we should be rather surprised by the lack of miracles rather than by the presence of miracles. Paul said, how do you count this thing and a, a, a strange thing that God raises the dead? It, it should be normal. If you are saying he's God, then he should be able to raise the dead. Hallelujah. He should be able to do exploits. And we, we need to come to a place where we reaffirm God's power. Amen. We need to reaffirm God's power. T.L. Osborne used to say that I'm preaching healing. I am, I, am, I am teaching you about healing and the divine life. And I'm teaching you about um, uh, um, 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 you walking in, in health. In third, third John chapter, uh, third John 2. He said, I wish above all things that you, you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He said, but even as I'm preaching this message, if I fall down right now and die, it shouldn't have any bearing on your faith, on your belief in, in, in the supernatural, in divine life. Amen. And divine health. Because let God be true and let every man be a liar. Hallelujah. So I always say that the, the preacher's experience is irrelevant. One is, once is truth, is truth. Amen. And, and whenever I, I, I'm not feeling well, I, I tell God that, God, I know that this sickness is not real as the healing that you've given me. And I've come to a place in my, my faith work that I, I'll, I'll, I'll be in my room and I'll, I'll tell God, God, if your power cannot heal me, if I cannot rise from this, then I'll die in the house rather than going to the hospital. Sometimes your faith should be stubborn. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe your faith is not there. Don't be presumptuous. Don't say, hey, I heard Pastor Akode say this, so I'm going to do something. No. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm coming from somewhere. Amen. So the thing is not magic. You will build on it. But you should be able to come to that place. That God, I will prefer holding on to your word and dying than contradicting the faith. Amen. That, that is the whole point of what? Consistency in faith. You believe in God's power that he will, he will, it will work. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, amen. And it was interesting that, you know, when we were younger, I realized that my brother, rather, who, who, who hated, if you give him medicine, he will vomit. If I, he will be beaten, he will still not take medicine. He was more healthy than myself. I will take the medicine religiously. I was still sick. That was me, but I was still sick. <laughs> I was still sick. And this boy who was defying the medicine, he'll be beaten. He was healthier. So I said, no, there's something wrong. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is something wrong somewhere. Amen. But the power of God is that medicine. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, we have to come to... Abraham was stubborn in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. Why he came to a point was despising the shame. Can you imagine they are calling you father of many nations and you don't have any child? 
But he despised the shame because he knew that his faith was in what? The resurrection power. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So, Paul of God, we have come to a place where instead of looking to punch holes to buttress our own belief and looking for excuses and explanations as to why this didn't happen, why not rather look for proofs to support your belief? Amen. And that is what the publicans and the, the, the sinners and then the Samaritans did that the Pharisees didn't do. The Pharisees were looking for reasons why Jesus was not the Messiah. Instead of looking for reasons why he was the Messiah. When they couldn't find one, they said, oh, this is a child of the devil. He's casting out devils by Beelzebub. And that was when Jesus decided to focus on the, on the, on the, on the Gentiles and others. Hallelujah. But instead of punching holes into the, the reasons why you believe, look for proofs to support your belief. And I pray that the, the power of God will begin to work and manifest in your life. May the Lord bless you.